Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to another bonus episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? You've seen the title. This man needs no introduction. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski sat down with Tyler and I at Emerson College after he did his own live podcast with Sam Presti, who is an Emerson alum and a Mass native. And of course the GM for the Oklahoma City Thunder. If you haven't already, you can leave a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. We're also available on the Radio.com app. If you're new to the show, feel free to go back and listen to some of the episodes we had one out earlier in the week. And if you leave a rating and review, make sure you take a screenshot before you submit it. Send it to us on Twitter or Instagram at 5OutPod to redeem your free T-shirt. And let's get it going. I'm just trying to be alright with it, yeah. I'm just trying to be alright with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it, yeah. I just want to be alright with it, yeah. When it comes to you know, Tatum, Brown, we've been hearing the comparison obviously since Tatum got drafted here. And now with Brown improving as much as he has and getting the extension, I was curious, across the league, has the conversation at all changed with who's the better player, who's the better asset for the Celtics right now? I don't know. I, I think there, there's still two players pretty pretty early in their development. You've seen them kind of grow at different speeds. I think they've – you know, I think Tatum has generally been – you talk about trade value around the league and conversations that went, might have went on around, you know, an Anthony Davis or what it would have taken. I think Tatum was generally seen as a player who had more – Value, um, but you know Brown has been outstanding. You've seen really, you've seen the growth this year, and um, you know it's a good problem for them to have. And then to have, you know, Gordon Hayward, who before the injury looked like his old self, and maybe even um, exceeded some uh, himself in some areas. So, I mean, it's a good problem to have. I think they're both players who, you know, if you're the Celtics, you're going to continue to build around. And and if there's ever a point down the road where there's big trade available you know a big big player that you know an all nba type player you've you know you've still got an asset or two if you want to get involved although i'm not sure who that player is right. right now out there i don't think he's he may present himself but i don't know who that is now yeah Woj, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan, and recently I was kind of hurt because I saw Luol Deng. I think Derrick Rose as well. We're talking about, hey, if we didn't have all the injuries, Luol got hurt with the spinal tap and missed some playoff games. Derrick obviously had the knee injuries. They were talking about, hey, if we didn't have these injuries, what if? We may have been able to take down LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. For you as an NBA reporter, do you have a big what-if moment? Anything. If, if this didn't happen, I would have loved to see the league turn out well, there's a there's a million of them. Like there's in trades that almost happened, draft picks that could have gone uh, another way. Uh, th- there's so much dumb luck involved. But I do think that Bulls team, um, you know, Derrick Rose's injuries, w- what he would have been, you know, youngest MVP in the league at 21, and 
I remember covering that Miami-Chicago conference final series, right, when uh, Rose's MVP season and, and, you know, that Miami team was a, it was a uh, it was an exceptional team, maybe the best team of that era. And, uh, you know, yet, you know, that was a Chicago team that had, you know, really good complementary pieces, really tough-minded group. Um, but the injuries, obviously, to Dang, uh, to Rose, um, you know, Joakim Noah eventually broke down there too. It, it is a what-if team. That team was built, I think, to be competing with Miami, Boston. Should have been able to compete with them for a decade, and, you know, the, the injuries obviously uh, precluded that. But it's – I mean, it just shows you how fragile winning is in the league and how – I mean, you think to Oklahoma City and um, – Durant's injuries, Westbrook's injuries, um, in years where maybe OKC breaks through, wins a title. You know, Serge Ibaka, they fought that for a few years. And so um, it, health is a huge factor. And, um, uh, and, 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 and luck, that, like, luck is a real thing. Right. In your live podcast, Haven, with uh, Thunder GM Sam Presti, you guys mentioned small markets and what they're trying to do to kind of keep the stars at least to have the access to those smaller markets. Well, me as a Bulls fan, obviously New York basketball, those are two of the four biggest markets in the country for the NBA. And they haven't been successful at all in my lifetime at all. The Bulls, since the turn of the century, have done nothing. The Knicks are a joke. The Nets are fresh from moving from New Jersey to Brooklyn. I mean, you kind of talk about the small markets want to keep the stars there, but two of your four biggest markets, there's no success in the last 20 years. Yeah, and it shows it's not enough to just be in a big market. Um, that's been proven. Um, if, if you mismanage an organization, players aren't going to just show up there. Uh, but when you saw the migration this summer, the movement, you know, it was toward New York, it was toward L.A., but it you know, was to the Nets and Clippers. And, you know, Anthony Davis obviously got the trade he wanted to the Lakers. LeBron came a year earlier. Um, the Knicks and Bulls should be, like, they should be organizations that – big free agents want to play for i think if they're well run if they're if they build an infrastructure um these are traditional powers with you know tremendous fan interest globally you know in major media markets in his fairly you know uh, newer building in chicago but but buildings with a lot of history uh like they have everything you need the the, the framework is there to win but they don't they haven't necessarily had the infrastructure i do think there's some talent on this Bulls team. I've, I've been surprised at how they've played so far. I still think Laurie Marketing is going to be a very good player in the league. Um, uh, but, you know, this is a team that, um, you know, like you know Wendell Carter. And I think some of their younger guys still – there's guys there who I think are going to play better. The Knicks are in a different situation where um, uh, they, they just – they just don't have a great deal of, of, of assets and players to build around going forward. So um, bringing it back to, to the Celtics a little bit, because you talk about guys looking, you know, free agents looking at the bigger markets and everything. When it comes to Payward, you mentioned him, how he was looking good before the injury, close to what he was before, but different. Is there, you know, looking towards the, the 2021 market or the 2020 market free agency, when it comes to him and the opting out and everything, you know, how do you see possibly opting out? Excuse me. How do you see things shaking out next year, possibly with free agency, with the the big class coming later on in twenty twenty one? Yeah, it's it's a it's not a great class, and obviously, 
you know, certainly compared to last year, there may not be another one like last summer. Uh, but I think, you know, Hayward's got a decision to make in that option. Do you play it out, become unrestricted? Do you opt out and sign an extension where you are? Do you opt out and look somewhere else? I think, you know, I've had no indication he's been anything but really happy with being in Boston. I think it's a question of, I think, his health, what happens between now and the end of the year. And, you know, is there an ability to, you know, do a longer deal where he is? Um, or maybe he or he plays it out at that number. So I think for him there's options. I think it's because of the health. I think normally without the injuries you would have expected he would have opted out and did a new deal that would have been worth more money. But I think because of his injuries, that, that dictates it a little bit. And, you know, like see how it plays out between now and the end. He comes back and, you know, hopefully Raheem is healthy and can play the rest of the season. Uh, but, you know, for him last year when he was still fighting through the injuries – um, fighting through, uh, just getting back to himself. Um, you know, I think for him, he, if you're looking ahead, he would have thought, you know, that this was, um, uh, this would be a good problem for him to have, and it's shown how far he's come, and, um, you know, and, the, and it's been a very long, uh, you know, kind of journey back to, you know, probably all-star form. Uh, Adrian, it seems like pro sports in general have been trying to grab the revenue straight up from the casinos and the gambling markets. Uh, I know the uh, Major League Baseball is thinking about putting kiosks in stadiums, and the NFL is obviously starting to create partnerships with the Raiders going to Las Vegas. Could you one day see uh, the NBA allowing, where if I go to a Celtics game down at the Garden, going to a betting kiosk and placing a bet during an NBA game? You know, Adam Silver has done a 180 on gambling in the NBA. David Stern in his era was adamantly against really having any kind of a, a gambling influence uh, around the league. That's changed. You see the league doing marketing deals now with, um, with gambling in mind. And as state laws change, you know, that certainly impacts it. But the chance to get at that revenue and how much money is being bet and for, for all the pro sports to be able to get um, to be able to get their hands on um, even just a small percentage of that money is a tremendous new revenue stream, and that's what these teams and organiz- these leagues are looking for a ways to make money. So um, I don't think there's any question that gambling um, and gambling on site is, is going to eventually be part of the league's future. So you do think that one day I could place a bet at the guard on the Celtics? Eventually, we're heading towards a day that could yeah, be a possibility. I think, I think the the idea is yes, like whether that how soon that is, but um, th- there's just where there's an ability to make that much money, um, leagues are finding their way toward it, and I think that's another example of it. My uh, my last question, because we know you got to get going. Um, it's kind of an industry thing for you in in terms of I know you came up, you started at you know the high school reporting, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have all yeah. that um, now where. You have to go and get that tweet out before the podcast with Sam. You had two tweets, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody's looking at their phone waiting for you every single moment of the day. Is a Woj bomb coming? If you look back when you were, you know, in your 20s, you know, could you have ever imagined that people are going to be waiting to get alerts on their phones from you? No. No. I, I expected I'd work in newspapers and... Um, I just wanted to cover a beat. I just wanted to be able to make a living at it. Uh, I never imagined that it would become all of this. I mean, all of this didn't exist. It was nothing to imagine uh, because nobody, this job didn't, um, uh, wasn't, uh, it didn't exist. But Peter, people like, um, 
Will McDonough, Peter Gammons, who started to expand the jobs, the, the role of the quote-unquote insider, and Adam Schefter, and, um, you know, paved the way for guys like me to do this. So I'm lucky. But, no, I never imagined any of it. I'm lucky to get to do it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a far cry from stomping around in the mud at high school football games because I did that for uh, plenty, of, plenty of Friday nights, Saturday nights. Uh, last question for me, Adrian. I appreciate your time. What are your thoughts on the Woj bomb phenomenon? <laughs> Every time you tweet something, you've got 100 replies within five seconds that say, Woj bomb, Woj bomb. What's your thoughts on the Woj bomb? Where did it come from? When did you first hear of this? I, I honestly don't remember. I don't know where it came from. I, I can't even measure. I don't know what year it started. Um, but it definitely caught on. And so it's part of the, I get it, it's part of the vernacular. But, uh, um, uh, you know, I'm... I'm lucky that people care about what I report on. They care about the stories. They care about the league. And so, you know, it allows you. It's a lot of pressure, right? Yeah, Yeah. it allows you to be able to make a living at this. So I'm grateful for that. Adrian Bozerowski, thank you. Thanks, guys. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. I just want to be all right with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for solutions. I'm just hoping for solutions. I'm just hoping for solutions. I'm just hoping. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.